up? Hey, fam. How is everybody? <laughs> Doc and Coach coming at you here. Welcome, welcome, welcome <laughs> to another episode of Take a Minute, right? Just take a minute with Doc and Coach. I'm Minister Jesse, otherwise known as Doc. My wife, Coach, Minister Hello. Debbie. We wanted to spend some time talking with everyone. Uh, just, you know, uh, what? so what is take a minute, right? That's what people are like, what does that mean? Well, because we just take just a minute, right? Well, maybe like 15 minutes yeah. to, <laughs> to sit but down. Like a minute. That's right. And just reflect on the week, right? right? We reflect on things we've seen, things we've heard, things we've dealt with as a family, you know, uh, things that might concern us. And we uh, talk with you all about how uh, we turn to scripture. That's right. Oh. Scripture, the word. There it is right there. How do we turn to the word for guidance, direction? You know, what? Uh, how do we turn to the word to see, you know, what, what God has to say about that, right? So it's always good reflection to help us, you know, when we're thinking about how we manage things every day. Every day. Every day. So we, uh, Coach and I, um, Coach actually um, saw a, an instance, we'll say, uh, when she was, uh, you know, hanging out with um, some friends and saw across the way a young person that she knew um, get up in the face of an officer and uh, kind of stood there dumbfounded, I think you said. You know, yeah. Well, I, I, I was now trying to think of which incident because there's been <laughs> several where uh -oh. I knew of a student that was involved in a little melee after school and was uh, being quite uh, angry and just showing all the emotion. And sure. then I've heard of uh, students on campus that have defied authority, have gotten into the faces in the face. Not on Zoom or on TikTok or, or social media, but in the present moment, contesting a, a police officer's yes. you know, yes. security's authority and even tried to put hands on this individual. And I was mortified at hearing that because I knew of this student. And I was perplexed because that would that never happened in my time that I knew right. of. Right. Yeah, but we had a much different a Different generation, yeah. different times. Right. But we need to morph to the times. Right. And that's what we like to look at scripture now, knowing in the present day, even though you know we're old school. Yeah. But we look at present day and saying, how can I apply this to my life now? Right. Knowing the experiences we've been through and where we are here today and growing in the word. Yeah. And we'd like to share that with you. Yeah, so Coach and I, we talked about this quite a bit because both of us immediately thought of uh, David in, in the Bible. And one of the things that we really talked about was, um, just to give a quick backstory for those who don't know, uh, David, who eventually became king, was the youngest son of Jesse, anointed by uh, the prophet Samuel to gotcha. be uh, king. And um, the thing was, he was anointed when he was, oh, just around like 10 or oh, 14, 10. something. He was super young yes. when he was anointed, right? So the thing is, is uh, he had what's called a righteous heart, right? Meaning that he was 100% about God, right? Always going to God, thinking of God, talking to God, 
And, you know, David, at the moment that he was anointed king, um, you know, he could have been like, bye, right? I'm not going to take care of my dad's sheep anymore. I'm just taking off because I'm anointed king. No, what did he do? He went back to, you know, the fields. He did what he needed to do. He grew up still growing closer to God, still having discussions with God, still, you know, uh, just doing just the, this normal life, right? He didn't force it. That's what we're trying to say. So when we get later on, uh, you know, there's been many, many, many opportunities because the king at this time is King Saul. And there's been many, many opportunities for David to embarrass Saul or take advantage of Saul. And in one particular instance, he even had Saul in a place where he could creep up on him and cut off a piece of his rope. So he literally could have killed the king at that moment. However, David did not do it. He didn't kill the king. So we went into scripture. So here we are. I've got my paper Bible here. Debbie does too. Um, mm -hmm. You also, we know there's lots of e-Bibles out there. So grab your phone or your iPad or your tablet device, whatever, your computer, and take a look with us here. So we are in 1 Samuel. This is the Old right. Testament, chapter yes. 24. Right. And we're going to read a little bit here, um, starting with uh, verse 1. And we're just going to read down to somewhere around, I want to say like verse 11. So we're uh, maybe not that far. So anyway, verse 1, it says, after Saul returned from pursuing the Philistines. Okay, so they're going after the Philistines. And he was told David is in the desert of En Gedi. So now Saul knows, okay, David, the next to come king, is out there in the desert. So Saul took 3,000 young and abled men, all from Israel, and set out to look for David and his men near the crags and the wild goats. Okay, so they went out to look for him. Saul is like on the move, yeah, right? Looking, looking for David. He's I'm going out you. to get him. Because again, Saul, you know, he's, he's a jealous right? Insecure. Uh, he's super insecure. Thank you, coach. You know, that just, he can't, he just can't stand the fact that David is anointed to be king. And uh, it says he came to the sheep pens along the way. There was a cave and Saul, you know, he had to stop for a potty break, right? And uh, David and his men, they were far back in the cave and Saul didn't know it. And uh, the men said, this is the day the Lord spoke of when he said to you, I will give you the I will give your enemy into your hands for you to deal with as you wish. And then it says, then David crept up unnoticed and cut off the corner of Saul's robe. But afterward, he was his conscience was just totally stricken. And uh, and he said to his men, he says, the Lord forbid that I should do such a thing to my master, the Lord's anointed or laid my hand on him, for he is the anointed of the Lord. And with those words, David rebuked his men and did not allow anyone to attack Saul. Then they then Saul left the cave and went on his way and had no idea that David was there and literally could have killed him at that moment. So I know that's a lot of scripture for, right. for people to think about, okay? Right. So the short summary is David had a chance to kill Saul. He didn't. 
So the question we need to ask ourselves then is why, right? Why didn't David kill Saul at that moment? And uh, coach, I don't know if you want to jump in on that, but um, you know, David, you know, he was anointed by God to be king. And David knew that in his time, in God's time, he was going to become king. Exactly. I think he has to do, you have to do the right thing. You do. That's it. You have to do the right thing. Even though the person that is coming against you, you know they're in the wrong. Mm -hmm. They're being hurtful. And you want to seek vengeance. I mean, I get that. You really want to get say, man, they were doing stupid stuff to me, wrong stuff. That's not right. And they could even be calling you out of your name in public in front of everybody. But you know the right thing to do is not take that swing or punch. Right. Just to relax. And you know God will present your enemies to you in mm -hmm. the hands. Absolutely. At the right time, at the right moment, that's going to be so significant. But I know we in the world, that means me. Yeah, wow. so all of us. Thank you. All of like, us. No, I'm going to take care of him right now. He's right here. Boom, I'm going to do it. He's in my cave. I got my man. He doesn't know. He's there. I crept up. I could have just slit his throat. Mm -hmm. I'm going to be king anyway. Yep. I'm exactly. just advancing the role God has for me. So big whoop. Right. But then he said, no, you know, that's not right. Something told him just take the part of the tunic. So you could just say, I could have had every opportunity to seek vengeance, to put them and smear them on TikTok, to make a video, to yep. write them a nasty note right. or spread rumors about spread them. Rumors, exactly. I could have done that, but no, I took the higher road. Right. But in time, God removes those people out of your life. Exactly. They get a new job. They move out. Something mm -hmm. traumatic happens. Right. And then they're gone. And God took of it because otherwise you could end up in jail, end up dead yourself. Right. And then people look at you like, ooh, you mean. What? Yeah. And then you're and you're not the one that did anything. Right. But they see your retaliation. Mm -hmm. Right. Just like in sports, you know, somebody hits you. They didn't see or pull on you. And then you hit them and then you get. Yeah, you're, you're you. the one that gets called, right? You're the one that gets called yeah. for the, you know, the wrongdoing. Wait, when did they hit me? They said something first. But we have to try to right. be the, the better person. And in the, the story that we told about this particular individual, sometimes people in authority, like your police officers, are leaders of our world, uh, maybe even uh, a priest or of a, well, yeah. a, of a church. And it even could be teachers, parents, you I go. Mean, all kinds of leaders. You that know, are there's in authority. All kinds of authority that's out there. That should know better and do right by you. Don't do that correctly. And we, and we're like, well, why is my responsibility? I got you. Right. You know? it's, called, it's called being righteous, right? Ooh. And it's God's righteousness. Not our own righteousness. Ooh, our own righteousness is just like Coach said. We start spreading rumors and throwing things around and, you know, pushing back on people and trying to be bigger than we are, right? But when we have God's ideas first, when we have God in our heart, when we are after to be righteous like God, that's when we fall into the right pattern of activity. And it is when we practice restraint, when we respect authority, when we may say, sir or ma'am, thank you. Uh, I beg to differ. Right. Mm -hmm. You want to present yourself in a way that you are, again, speaking from God's righteousness. Right. You want to be able to, like coach said, elevate the way you have a conversation with somebody. 
You know, it's not okay that we, you know, spread rumors and, and be mean and take somebody down, you know, in the alley because, you know, we think, well, I'm going to get him, you know, or I'm going to get her. That's, that's, you know, it's, it's just, I mean, we're not, that's not the right way to treat people, you know, and here in this scripture, you know, you can see it. David had every single opportunity to take a knife to Saul's throat and he didn't, he practiced restraint. And he even after even cutting off a piece of his tunic, he felt like he's like, what am I doing? I am pushing it. That is not is not when God's will is when God's time is right. When God's will takes over, then we'll know the right time. Right. And uh, yeah, I, I you know, this is such a hard topic to talk about everybody, because you know, it's one of those things where I know for me, uh, there are times where I totally need to bite my tongue, right? Where I'm thinking to myself, mm, I don't think that's going to work. Or I don't think it's going to be the way that, you know, you think it's going to be whoever it is I'm talking with. But I need to practice restraint, you know? And if it's something where I'm assessing it and I'm really thinking about it, I need to think about the way I respond. And I need to think about how I have that conversation with somebody because no matter what, in any conversation we have, if we're coming at it with the heart of God, the mind of God, the mouth of God, the tongue of God, it will come out in love, period. Amen. Amen. Period. And, and it's tough, very tough. Super hard. Because of the peer pressure. Can yep. you imagine yeah. a crowd forms? Great point. And they're going, and, and just like in the cave, right? he had numbers. Yeah. So he's like, I have numbers. You're right. my cave. I know the cave. I got you. Right. And they probably saying, dude, kill him because you're going to be king. He's not going to be king. Let's just take care of it. He's right, right. here. Yep. No one's going to know. And all that pressure. Mm -hmm. Do it. Do right. It. Exactly. And then you feel it. But then you heart and heart, you know, that's not the right thing. Right. How would I feel if I were in that position? Or I've been in that position before. Sure. And it sucks. Yep. And I have the opportunity to change generational curses. Amen. To be able to forgive. Right. To be able to do as Jesus did mm -hmm. and forgive those people yeah. who were on, was it on Monday saying, Woo, the Messiah is here, party, right. laid the palms down. And then on Friday, they want to kill him. Yep. You know what I'm saying? So you're going to have that peer pressure, but be the better person, take the higher road. And then there are words to use to maybe they're just as fearful. They're in the predicament. Yep. They got stuff going on behind the scenes. We don't know. Right. And then maybe extending that olive branch mm -hmm. and saying those words that you just shared with us as one way to kind of just say, can we work this out? Yeah. Let's find a way where together we come out better. Mm -hmm. Then we can start turning things around because right. if we keep going back and forth, nothing gets done or resolved. Exactly. You know, the more you become the good example the more other people see that and the more other people respect you and the more you start to feel as though you're taking steps in the right direction. Is it hard to do? Yes, it is super hard to do, but something you absolutely can do when you think in, in your mind, right? What would God do first? What would God, how would Jesus respond? Right. How, how would this uh, situation, how, how would it look if I were to actually take a breath, uh, maybe take a step back, say, you know, my apologies. I know this is a bad situation for you right now. Tell you what, let's just walk away. 
I know it's hard, mm -hmm. super hard. You know, and like Coach said, we've both been in the predicament before, and we've both made the same mistake, and we've been the one that has gone after, you know, but it makes a huge difference when you can present yourself through God's eyes with the righteousness that you've been blessed with. Yes, amen. amen. Remember, love wins. Absolutely, every single time. And keep praying, because when you pray about it, that's when you can start to hear God. Amen. So thank you. thank you, family. We have taken more than a minute and uh, we absolutely love you. So we're going to let you go and we will see you next time. And in between time, practice that righteousness. Amen. You got this. God's on your side. Amen. Amen. Can you feel it? We'll see you, E-Fam. <laughs> Take it easy.